Hello everyone, I am your host Dakota Franson and welcome to Specialist of the Strange Radio Show. Today is April 27th, 2019, and tonight I wanted to dig a little deeper into the science behind the supernatural. Yes, I've done previous episodes on this topic, but some of you haven't gotten the memo yet. However, I have come across some new information, some new things to take into consideration as to how these things are possible. One of my goals for this field is to simply lay the groundwork for mainstream science to potentially accept supernatural anomalies as a legitimate phenomenon. Can this be done? Yes. I firmly believe it is only a matter of time. And I'm not the only one. There are many notable figures within mainstream science that those who are in the public eye and some of the most highly profiled figures in the modern day looked up to. Carl Sagan, Einstein, Nikola Tesla. Just off the top of my head, these individuals actually entertained the possibility. Yes, Carl Sagan was involved with extraterrestrials in hoping that we would be able to make contact with their civilization in some form. But he had also made some comments about reincarnation. The book in which he states these things also states that he does not believe in them. He simply entertained the possibility, feeling that more work needed to be done. And that is the angle I try to stick with. Because yes, there are things out there which may cause one to misinterpret the situation. There are things out there that many people who I honestly thought didn't still exist in the age of information... (coughs) To which many call our modern day. But there are still many who consider aspects of the supernatural to be biblical sins and devil worship. You people aren't that smart, now are you? Today I want to discuss... A few new things to consider, which may actually help explain why certain things happen, or even how. And believe it or not, 
science fiction, and a Matthew McConaughey film, of all things, may have helped draw some of these conclusions. I will explain more after the commercial break, so please stick around. You might be interested in seeing this. Now why is it that I continue to come back to this subject? Like I mentioned before, there seems to be some of you who just don't pay attention. But there are also instances which tonight will include, don't worry, to where new information comes forward. Now there may be some parties who already knew this. And that's okay. I'm not going to claim that any of these are my own discoveries. I am merely just someone discussing the matters. And there are probably people a lot more qualified to dig into each of the respective fields I'm going to bring up. I am merely just someone trying to discuss the situation. Because honestly, in the grand scheme of our world, the grand scheme of the cosmos, at that matter, we don't know Jack. Because there is much more than meets our eye. There's so much more in which cannot meet our eye because of our own biological evolution. And there are also many of you who try to simply claim how certain things work. I'm looking at you, you annoying people who try to pick apart stories Stories. Stories. My god, I should probably not be doing this right now. But, oh well, I'm too awake not to try. <laughs> Those of you who like to pick apart stories... My god, I did it again. Those of you who like to pick apart stories... Simply because you have nothing to better to do with your time. And... Chances are, if you're getting offended by what I'm saying, you're part of the problem. But I'm going to put it like this. I honestly feel sorry for you. That you are in such a mental state that you feel the need to try to poke and prod at people you would never likely meet in person. Try to pass judgment upon them in order to make yourself feel better. I feel sorry for you. And I do hope for you that the situation gets better. And I am also hoping it is something a bit more significant 
and a bad day at work, a bad day at school. Along the lines of your boss yelling at you, something accidentally getting ruined. A significant other breaking up with you, maybe. I hope the situation gets better. But let's move past that. A lot of what is known as ghost hunting would probably be better labeled as anomaly hunting. But that doesn't exactly sound as cool now, does it? No, I'm not going to go into the concepts of necromancy. I believe that is a topic that should probably be saved for future episodes. And I also think that the concept of possession, demonic possession, would be something to touch on upon as a part as in part to connect to last week's episode where I talked about Zozo, the alleged Ouija board demon. And how that may work as well. Now, in order to really understand some of the ideas I am about to bring forward to you, you need to have a basic grasping of string theory. which states the universe as a whole is comprised of several dimensions. Some sources claim that it is up to 10 dimensions. Some will say 12, some will say simply four. The exact number is believed to move on to something that can only be described as infinite. Mathematically speaking, you can go on forever as far as determining how many dimensions there are to the universe. But for tonight's episode, we are going to use the recognized limit currently. Because after, once we get to the fourth dimension, it gets hard to visualize. And many science blogs, science pages will actually start to resort to images you might see at rave parties. In order to get somewhat of an idea of the possibilities we are talking about here. Now, the first dimension is simply a straight line. The second, you get height. First dimension is considered width, second dimension is height. The basic idea. For every dimension, you can at least double 
the dimensional axis, you know, the x and y axis, for example. You double, actually, wait, scratch that part. You double the number of planes, basically. Then we get it to the concept of the third dimension, which we all see unless you're blind, the third dimension in which we currently exist now. Because it is comprised of length, width, depth, and so on. This is how we observe the universe, as we are right now. Currently, the fourth dimension, and this is a notion that is somewhat disputed, but we're going to stick with it for now, because there is very little ways of actually testing this theory with our current technological capabilities, if we were to stick with mainstream science. The fourth dimension is time. Basically, how something would exist in a certain point in time. An interesting thing about the fourth dimension is that some scientists believe should a being actually exist within that, they might actually be able to alter their appearance and travel through time willingly. Imagine having the ability to make yourself look older or younger at will. Now I'm going to explain why I think that is interesting later on. Now if we go into the string theory. By the time we reach the fifth dimension and sixth, that is where other worlds come into play. You see, not a lot of the times within within science fiction, and it's mainly science fiction's fault for this. But when we talk about alternate dimensions, what we are actually talking about is alternate universes, alternate timelines. This isn't necessarily, it's going to sound like I'm going to contradict myself here in a sec, but this isn't necessarily where we're in one dimension and we hop to another one, then dinosaurs live among us. And we hop, go to another one, then all of a sudden we have a bunch of people dressed like rabbits. Not necessarily how it works. By the time we get to the fifth dimension, it is believed we have identical worlds, similar starting positions, but they are slightly different from our own. This is where the idea of alternate timelines can come into play. 
It is believed that if we were able to get, grasp a vi visual into the fifth dimension, we might be able to see other worlds and measure how similar they are to us. By the time we get to the sixth dimension, we see a plane of possible worlds. The idea is still the same that all these worlds started at the same point. The Big Bang. It is also believed that if we could somehow master control within the fifth and sixth dimensions, we could go to all the alternate worlds that are out there. Go to them in different parts of time. The seventh dimension is where worlds with different starting conditions start coming into play. This is the point where one world we have us or we were derived of the ancestors of the great apes. Then we go to another world where ducks were the dominant species. Then we go to another world and it's dogs. Cartoonish-esque illustrations, but not really outside of the realm of possibility when you really think about it. The main thing that makes it so hard to really grasp the concept and what makes it so easy for people to toss out weird world concepts is that all this means I'm losing my train of thought starting to derail. Give me a sec. Basically. All points within a given amount of time throughout history, something is different. There could be something that went different with the Big Bang. There could be something that went different with the trajectory of the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs. There could be a something with how your parents had sex and your sperm isn't the one that made it. It could be anything at all. The eighth dimension is where different universes come into play. The ninth is where we get a plane of the all possible universes where the conditions in which created them are different the laws of fix physics would be different everything would be different by the 10 and what is commonly referred as the cap off dimension that basically 
covers everything we just discussed. Every possible and seemingly impossible probability exists. Now, I know it says it's the concept of different worlds. But one thing you have to understand. How can I... How can I... I got it, I got it. One thing you have to understand is that... All of these... Dimensions... Are comprised of one another. We have this several two-dimensional figures when which create our three-dimensional world. We'll have several three-dimensional aspects that create the fourth dimension, and so on and so forth. The best way I can probably think of right now to get a rough idea, a rough visual of what we're looking at. Is if, all right, say you are, you have materials in front of you to make a box, cardboard, paper, let's go with paper, a little bit more flexibility. You've probably seen those little art projects where you cut out Cut out a certain way, fold it up, then you get a weird looking box, or maybe origami, for example. Actually, that might be a good way of putting it. But, anyway, say for example, you're cutting out, you have a piece of paper in front of you. And you look at it, you lay it out flat. You look carefully, you'll notice... All of the different folds are slightly different shapes, different sizes. You follow the instructions. You have the lines on the edge of the paper. That's one dimension. The flat surface, two dimensions. By the time you fold, that piece of paper, it starts to take up three dimensions. And this is where you'll notice things are roughly the same. Now say, with the next fold, it's a slightly bigger. Say, uh, you had the initial folds that started out like roughly an inch wide. Then all of a sudden, the pieces that we are going to consider as the fourth dimension are eight inches. I'm not doing exact mathematical measurements here. I'm spitballing this in hopes you'll understand. You start to make those folds. Now, if you were to look look inside of these of the folds, you would start to notice what looks like 
several different boxes inside of that bigger box. Then you start folding up more. You'll start to know, notice a few of those bigger boxes making up an even bigger box. And so on and so on before it starts to look like a big crumpled mess. I wonder if it's possible to make a little art project like that. Nothing fancy. Probably is. That is what comprises of the dimensions of our universe. Now, how does this factor into the supernatural? For this, we are going to simply focus on spirits, ghosts. Because by the time we reach extraterrestrial phenomenon, that even though there's a lot of similar aspects to it, it seems there are multiple forces able to access these dimensional properties in order to interact with our world. Now they say we now say for example we have a creature that can only exist hold on what please tell me it did not sorry I'm having a little technical okay it's still went say we have a creature that only exists on a two-dimensional plane it can only see everything in that two-dimensional plane and say we, three-dimensional creatures, were to stick something, say, stick our hand through that two-dimensional space. That creature would not be able to see everything on our hand. It would not be able to see our full figure because it cannot perceive that. What it would see is this weird thing floating through the air constantly changing shapes say so we would start wiggling our fingers around a little bit that would even freak it out even more it would only see part of our finger now i mentioned earlier that a matthew mcconaughey movie helped bring some of these ideas together <clears throat> I'm talking about the movie Interstellar. The scene in which they come across a black hole and learn it's not a hole at all. It's a sphere. And as one of the gentlemen on the crew explains, a hole in a three-dimensional world would technically be two-dimensional, right? A hole, say, you were to punch a hole in a piece of paper, 
would be two-dimensional. Therefore, if you were to punch a hole in four-dimensional space, what would it look like? Three dimensions. It would a hole in three dimensions is a sphere. Now why did this play into it? Because it appears there is some legitimacy behind the claims that ghosts, angels, even demons exist in higher dimensions of existence and how they're able to interact with us. Why they appear as shadows, weird forms of light, or they have a hard time actually talking to us. That is because their forms in our world are nothing more than shadows in theirs. That's why we can hardly see them unless we ourselves die. Now that may change. We might actually find a way to build a device that allows us to basically get a peephole into other dimensions, how other dimensions work. But if these beings, if ghosts, angels, demons, jinn, spirits, whatever you want to call them, if they exist in higher planes of existence. And what we see, the weird lights... What we see is weird lights in our world would be them shining a flashlight at us. Shadow figures we see. Shadow figures that seem to have their own three-dimensional shape and body are nothing more than shadows to a fourth-dimensional creature. The voices, why they're so quiet is because they're nothing more than echoes distorted over distance. What we experience, what we call ghosts, is nothing more than shadows of higher beings. Could they imitate our own loved ones and make us think that those we lost are somehow still among us? Possibly. Who's to say that there are 
other aren't other beings out there not necessarily for malevolent purposes that just like to do voice impersonations they like to make fun of us just because they can and they realize that we cannot hear them sneaky bastards makes you wonder doesn't it you could say oh Dakota but I saw what looked like a person or you saw what looked like a person how do you explain that how do you explain that how do you explain that again this is all simply hypotheses if we go by mainstream scientific terms these things would be hard to test Unless, now some of us have been able to do this, unless some of us actually are able to get people who have died to come back and report on everything. Unless we are somehow able to utilize GPS dra tracking within a multi dimensional space these would be tasks that would be near impossible with today's technology unless we had some way to access other universes from science fiction movies that being the case, everything being the case that I just said, let's think about it in terms outside of just spirits. I'm talking things that could be considered witchcraft, magic. The things, those beings, whether they're extraterrestrial, angelic, demonic, or whatever, those beings... The things they're able to do would look like magic to us. Now, if we go, go back to that creature that lives only in a two-dimensional space. If he, we were to shine a flashlight, if we were to turn on a heater in the direction of that two-dimensional space... That creature would likely think we were manipulating the weather somehow. Somehow, excuse me. That creature would think we are some sort of highly powerful being. So what if... I'm going to throw this out there because I know I already sound like some sort of crazy person. And I don't really care anymore 
So what if things we considered as miracles, as superpowers even, were because things considered witchcraft, things considered magic. Even those stories about monks in distant lands being able to levitate, alter their body temperature at will, alter several things, physical properties of matter at will. There are some who believe the miracles of Jesus Christ were because he didn't die at the crucifix. He was able to be busted away be freed by his followers and snuck over to Hindu and Buddhist dominant regions of the world and study from them. And according to that theory about Jesus Christ, he was quite good at it. He had a natural gift for it. So what if even psychic abilities were the result of some sort of synchronicity with ourselves from other worlds. I am talking some form of quantum entanglement. I am talking, I am saying, I just thought of something. Clones. If I am right, if there is some sort of basis within paranormal powers that exist simply because of some sort of synchronicity within multiple dimensional beings, not multidimensional, multiple dimensional beings, beings from multiple different dimensions who would be the exact same. Does that mean if we were able to perfect cloning, those clones would be able to read each other's thoughts a lot like twins can? Now, some of you may even try to say, I take the ancient aliens approach to discussing these matters. And you know what? In some ways, you're probably right. Ancient Aliens takes a lot of freedoms about the inconsistencies within human history, applies a little bit of logic from the things we already know today in order to present their case. And in a way, that's exactly what I'm doing. But I challenge you, if you have the resources, or if you have the knowledge, in order to put together something to test the ideas that I am presenting right now, or if you have other ideas, feel free to discuss it in the comments. I want to hear what you think. Now, going towards that, here's another thing. Some of you who are familiar with the show Ghost Adventures may be familiar with the Demon House documentary Zach Bagans put, put together about the house in Gary, Indiana. There was a professor on that documentary who had equipment to measure the Earth's 
geomagnetic forces. And somehow, I would imagine it would be very difficult to, to replicate this, though if any of you have any ideas on how it could be done, let me know. Put it out there. Because chances are, if you know, if, even if you were a fan of the show, if you knew how that could be replicated, you can put them to the ground. But anyway, during, when Zack, in the documentary, when Zack was allegedly possessed, the professor's geomagnetic equipment registered electromagnetic discharge that was much significantly higher than what comes off of a normal person. We give off our own EMF fields. It is very low, but it's there. And it can be detected with modern equipment. During Zach's alleged possession, his electromagnetic readings, basically, measured off the charts several thousand times more, again, this is all alleged, several times more than a normal person should have. So say there was some sort of biology in these higher dimensions, even if they were beings of pure light, as we claim they are. Chances are, because there are more dimensions for light and electromagnetic radiation, even heat, to traverse, like I said, the things we see within our three-dimensional world are mere shadows to them. Heat signatures that we pick up, cold spots, even manifestations that seem to have their own heat manifestations that seem to possess their own body and even leave residue. Who's to say? That's not the result of spirits drawing in the radiation around them in order to give themselves a battery boost, a recharge. Who's to say that because they are interacting within their interacting within their own world, interacting with what they see with our own three-dimensional world, the shadow that we are to them. Who is to say they're not charging themselves up? That's simply them. What we call manifestations is simply the physical properties we see and are able to measure reacting to them. Because if you put something hot 
up against a wall. It's going to heat the wall and the wall is going to be hot and you will have the risk of starting a fire. What if that's all it is? The heat signatures that we see is simply nothing more than the physical properties of our three-dimensional world reacting to higher dimensional beings approaching us. And we, and in fact, we as humans give off infrared light. So if we see a being that seems to be made of nothing but light, who's to say that that is not an equivalent to them of infrared radiation? Stuff that's bare, just barely underneath our own eyes' ability to perceive. We can feel it, but we can't see it. What if the visual light we see coming from them is like infrared to us? That, if you put things into that frame of perspective, Ghost hunting, yes, it's anomaly hunting, but may be the key in, to helping understand the very foundations of the universe. Extraterrestrials. Who's to say that some parts of ancient alien theory that state that things we perceived as angels, as gods... We're in fact flesh and blood, higher dimensional beings. That makes my Olivia contact much more interesting. Who's to say though, that somehow there is a soul evolution a way for our soul as beings of light to be able to escalate ourselves into higher dimensions and become something that those of us here on our three-dimensional plane are able to perceive as angels. Who's to say that the angels we perceive now Sorry, I got a message. The angels that we perceive now aren't people from other areas of existence from other universes that maybe even had not only different starting conditions, but completely they had their own version of the Big Bang eons before we did. And they were able to make that evolution themselves. And their interference 
them interacting with us is their way of trying to understand how their own worlds came to be. This is interesting. Which makes you wonder. What else is there? Because they say beings that exist on a four-dimensional plane may actually be able to alter their appearance at will. And some of the spirits who I have known in life who managed to come back were able to do just the same. And because they would exist in a four-dimensional space, in theory, they would be able to move throughout anywhere in the world without having to worry about walls, any boundaries whatsoever that they knew within a three-dimensional space. Now, as far as Bigfoot being extra dimensional, I don't think that's the approach we need to use until we get something concrete that defines that possibility. But it's certainly not out of the question, either. It makes me wonder... If some of the rumors about reincarnation, how... Some believe that alts that birthmarks we get in this lifetime are wounds from our past lives. I wonder if there's a way we can test it. I have a few ideas, but I'm not going to release them yet. And that being said, that's all I have for you now. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode. I am Dakota Franson, and I will see you next time.